opening quarter, 7-7, a 58-yard touchdown pass on the first series of the ball game. Jeremiah Masoli to Brandon Banks, and the Argos would counter later on in the quarter with a 92-yard punt return touchdown by Martiz Jackson. So that's where we are right now. That felt like that quarter was almost all Hamilton, though, did it not? It did. It did. The Argos, uh, you know, essentially had the one return. That was a, uh, you know, one big highlight. But, yeah, the Ticats have been moving the ball well and um, certainly more consistent in that first quarter. And right now, they look dangerous again. They're moving the ball on the ground with C.J. Uh, Gable running dangerously hard for them. Uh, that last play, the Argo defenders engaged about five yards. C.J. continued to move his legs, had some support with a few guys pushing and blocking beside him. But he carried the group another five yards, so that's a, that's a Ticag group that is hungry right now. Not exactly an error show here, aside from the opening pass from Masoli to Banks. Uh, Hamilton just 31 yards passing in the opening quarter. The Tig or the uh, Argos just 46. First down, back to pass goes Masoli. Quick hitter, far side, has a man. He's got Tasker, almost turned the corner for the touchdown, but was brought down by Kudarius Ford at the 11-yard line. It's a first down for the Ticats. Ford with an outstanding tackle. Tasker, quick out. Masoli on the money. Tasker doesn't have to slow down to skip a beat. Makes the catch and tries to turn the corner. And Ford wraps him up right away and... Uh, Saves that from being a touchdown. Tasker would have walked in. Jermaine Gabriel in at safety for the Argos. Back off the six-game injured list. First down. Ball at the 11-yard line on the left hash mark. The uh, Ticats will put four receivers out to the right. Argos show blitz. They do. They get to... Oh, it's play action. I might bat. I absolutely bit on the play fake. Masoli runs to the goal line. Did he get in? Have not seen a signal yet. He deserves to get in. They're giving him the touchdown, it looks like. I still have not seen a signal. But apparently it's a touchdown Hamilton. I bit on the fa- I thought uh, Gable had the football. Okay. Masoli pulled it out and ran in for the touchdown. So did I. And I bet you everybody in the stands did too because Masoli has obviously been, been practicing the uh, the ride on a, on a, when he pulls the ball. That was an outstanding uh, ride by Masoli and uh, and C.J. Gable because it looked like all the way C.J. had the ball that was falling the offensive lineman. Argos had him dead in the backfield. Problem was, C.J. didn't have the football. Yeah. Masoli rolled around and, I mean, a couple of Argo defenders figured it out late, but by that time, Masoli was already in the end zone. That was very well executed in the backfield by the Ticats. Carry was down at the half-yard line. Oh. All right, there you go. That's why there was no signal. Great job by the Argos to rally late on that. Right? But why would they re... Did you see a touchdown signal? I did not see a signal. If the ruling on the field was not a touchdown, why would they have reviewed that? Good question. Because you only review a scoring play, right? And that's really close. That's... I don't know. I think the Argos may have gotten a break there. That was Rico Murray coming in late, saving that. Jake Ireland is the replay official back in Toronto. Rob Crefo is the eye in the sky here, the former Argo. So they'll move it over to the right hash mark. They will split the back. CO Prime checks in as the fullback. And they give the ball to Gable, and he gets hit in the backfield. And no touchdown there. It'll be second down and goal from the one. And Marcus Ball makes a play. Well, CJ is in the backfield to the, to the left of Masoli, and he's got the fullback to the right. And as he takes the handoff, CJ actually 
hesitates like he's looking for the lane. And when you're on the, on the half yard line, on the one yard line, <laughs> you just got to go. You don't have time to wait for no, a block to develop. you've just got to find a lane. You've got to make it quick and decide fast. And he hesitated and uh, he ended up getting nailed in the line of scrimmage. Masoli with Gable behind him. Argos show blitz. They run an old-fashioned college option, and Masoli walks into the end zone. But there's a flag on the play, and this could be a hold against the Ticats. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. 100%. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, that's a big penalty. 100%. This is on, uh, I believe, the right tackle who's holding the Argo DN. That'd be Riker Matthews. He was trying to get away to come up field. That's on Troy Davis was out there for yep. the Argos. And uh, Davis was trying to get off to get that, to come up field to force Masoli to come up underneath. But Matthews, yeah, oh, he got him, oh, absolutely. Big time, yep. big time hold. We got to look at the replay. It's a good call. And all of a sudden, it's a second and goal from the Argo 11. How big is that half yard spotting now? Could be huge depending on this play. Masoli back to pass, flushed out of the pocket, rolling for his life, tosses one up. There is absolutely nobody in the area, and they're going to call grounding. Oh. Absolutely that's the right call. Late there was flag. nobody within 20 yards. Late flag, Hoagie. Yeah, that's for intentional grounding. Absolutely, okay. that's got to be grounding. Grounding, yep. Hamilton number eight. Point of foul to be third down. So now all of a sudden, this is going to be about a 37-yard field goal attempt wow. as opposed to a touchdown. Wow. How big is that spot at the half-yard line now? Listen, in, in, in football, we always used to preach, you know what, never quit. Until the whistle blows, never quit. doesn't matter, you know, if the guy's uh, running an 80-yard run. If you can get him at the one-yard line, get him down. Because if you give your defense a chance, you still got a chance to keep you know, prevent him from scoring. The Argos just showed it right there. Great job by Rico Murray and the defense. It'll be a 35-yard field goal attempt for Castillo, who missed a couple in BC last week, then hit the game winner on the last play. This one has the leg and is good. So they don't get the seven, but they do get the three. That's huge. It is absolutely enormous. So it is 10-7 Ticats, 12.03 remaining here in the opening half. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN1050.ca. Castillo's field goal is good. It's 10-7 Ticats, 12 uh, 33 remaining here in the first half. And a look at the replay. The good call made at the half-yard line. Wow, Hoagie, what a play by uh, Rico Murray. And I didn't get the other number. There was another Argo defender that was in on that play. And I mean, Masoli, On the goal line? Yeah, yeah it was uh, line, Marcus Ball. It was Marcus Ball and Rico. Marcus. I mean, essentially, Masoli was probably at the five-yard line before the Argos realized that he actually had the ball. And they closed quickly, tackled him. And what a, how important was that? That's huge. They could have, you know, ah, we'll let him just pop in. And uh, no, got him down. Defense came out there. Ticats shot themselves in the foot. And, uh, I love it. Argos ran but seven, eight offensive plays in the first quarter. Ricky Ray, four or five passing for 46 yards. James Wilder, three carries, seven yards. And it's going to be Wilder taking it out to the 40-yard line. I thought he was going to be able to spin off a tackle and had nothing but green in front of him. But uh, Dean was able to uh, make the tackle. Larry Dean, the leading tackler for the Ticats this year, was 71 heading into tonight. Hoagie, huge tackle by Dean. The Ticats essentially had everybody lined up on the line of scrimmage. And if Wilder got through there, it was off to the races. Second and five. Four receivers to the right. They empty out the backfield, but now, once again, Wilder's going to check back into the backfield. Ricky Ray 
calling something at the line of scrimmage. Second down and five. Back to pass is Ray. Goes over the middle. He's got Jimmy Ralph to the 45. Falls forward to the 47. Move the sticks. It's a first down Toronto. I love it. So Wilder is starting out, out wide. If the linebacker, Simone Lawrence, comes out and covers him, it's man coverage. Yep. He, he comes back inside the box. Nobody comes with him. It's zone defense. Ricky shows it. Jimmy Ralph runs out, runs his zone pattern, sits in between the uh, LBs. Ricky hits him. So, I mean, they're using uh, the movement to uh, help identify what tie cats are running on defense. First down at their own 48-yard line. Argos moving from right to left, all in white today. They're going to give the ball to Wilder at the middle, and he gets hit and almost did a backflip, it looked like, over the defender to get an extra couple of yards. A little bit of a pirouette and uh, landed on his feet. That was impressive. Out to the 52-yard line. So what could have been a gain of about one turns into a gain of about four. And this is what Ricky Ray talked about uh, when I interviewed him earlier on this week, talking about how this second and six is so much easier than second and ten. Oh. You lose a couple of yards, second and twelve, whatever. No kidding. No kidding. Everything's at his disposal here. Four receivers to the left, two to the right, and again, Wilder will go back in. They're in zone. Simone followed him. They're in man. And Ray gets hit as he throws the football. He got hit hard and goes down at the 43-yard line. Oh, boy. He's 15 up. He popped up pretty quickly. But that's the second time today he has been absolutely smoked on a play. This one by Nikita Whitlock, his third sack of the season. Who is this guy, Whitlock? He is this, I mean, First year player out of Wake Forest. 5'10", 250 pounds yeah. playing defensive tackle. And got wheels. Well, he went around oh, Tyler Holmes um, fairly easily. And you know, he, he was the first guy down on one of the punts for the Ticats as well. Good punt by Hyrulahu. And he got hit. There's a flag down and Liram's not getting up. And now there's a fight or a, a, at least a discussion back at midfield. And the Tigers have the ball outside their own 25-yard line. Lerum's up but limping. They're comparing hairstyles. We'll sort out the mess. We'll take the timeout. It's 10-7 Ticats. You're listening to Argo Football. Nine and a half left in the, in the second quarter. It's TSN1050.ca. Roughing the kicker against uh, Mac product Nick Shortle. And uh, it is a first down Toronto at the Hamilton 50. You got to look at it, JJ. How badly did get hit? Oh, he hit him pretty bad. Tie Cats were bringing the block. There were two Tie Cat players that got close to Liram, and Shortle uh, continued to go through. And as Liram followed through, hit his lower legs. And I hope Liram's okay. He's, he, he's okay. He seems to be okay. He did get hit pretty hard there. They're checking him on the sidelines. He's got the, the helmet off, and he's just kind of walking around. But uh, he's not on the trainer's table or anything like that. So that is good news. That's a critical error by the Ticats right after a huge defensive play by uh, Nikita Whitlock. And Ticats were looking to get a momentum shift, and they go and do that. Great for the Argos. Argos uh, now got uh, first down midfield. They'll mark it at the Ticat 50 when all is said and done. And the Argos get a bit of a break. They've got to clear up that protection on Ricky Ray, who's been just eviscerated twice so far. Hoagie, great word, because he got smoked on that last play. Nikita Whitlock came right up the middle, and it was man coverage. And Ricky just, he's got to wait for his guy to get separation. When, it, when you got a guy free like that, you're not, you don't have time for that. Tight end to the right side for the Argonauts. Everybody else is to the left. Ray, play action, and he gets sacked again. Adrian Tracy came free, and back just shy of midfield at second and long. How does that happen? Sorry, Hoagie, I just threw my pen at you. You broke it. 
damn it. That's HR. on the left side on, uh, well, it looks like 64, but I believe William Campbell, but Tracy comes right off the edge. Second down and 14. One yard on the Ticat side of midfield. Argos moving right to left. Very little breeze here in the second quarter. Four receivers come to the left. That's the wide side of the field with the ball just inside the right hash mark. And it's DeVere Posey singled up to the right. Back to Pasco's Ray. Five-man rush right up the middle. A receiver, or a back, uh, sorry, a linebacker came in free. They get the ball to Wilder. who gets back to the initial line of scrimmage. And again, somebody comes up, touched up the middle. It was a running back screen, so you know what, the guys are going to come up fast, and Ricky does a good job of bailing out of there. Wilder does hang on it, but Dean peels off, makes the tackle. On the Simone. previous play, I'd like to talk talk about it just for a minute, because the Argos had a protection scheme where they were all sliding right with Dean popping to kick left to take the wide guy. That's Tracy. So now you're asking Dean to come out and then engage Tracy, who already has probably three steps off the line of scrimmage. Dean does not have the angle. Tracy goes around him and hits Ricky clean. Hammers him. Here's the kick. Hira Lahu, a little angry after that last one, puts it out inside the 10. How close is it to the goal line? They're going to mark this at the 7-yard line. It was high, it was long, it was accurate, and the Ticats are backed up to their own 7. They've got a 10-7 lead over the Argos with 8 minutes remaining here in the opening half. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN1050.ca. Mike Hogan, Jeff Johnson with you. You're just, you're fired up here in the break. You're well, taking, steamed. you're, you're, I'm you're, steamed. you are out, you've, you're, you've got X's and O's out on your book. I have not seen you this upset by protection maybe ever. Well, I've, I've never seen a protection that was run like that. I, I, well, I have, but in certain situations, the Argos ran a, a slide protection where, you know, the Tigers didn't have an extra guy out there. They had five guys on the line of scrimmage. The O-line stepped to the right, and Tracy, who was on the, the left side, um, Dean was you know, pulling out and coming across to pick up defensive end off the edge. Why not? Why not? I don't know why they didn't block it for Nilla, because Ricky was staying in the pocket still, and I guess it's designed to buy him time, maybe change it up a little bit, change up the pass rush, throw them off so they aren't, you know, so, so the defenders don't know exactly who's blocking them. I get changing it up, but I don't like that you have your guard coming all the way across trying to hit a guy like a defensive end who's that athletic in the open field. Tracy just went right around Dean and hammered Ricky. First down at the seven-yard line, their own seven-yard line. Ticats moving left to right here, all in black. They empty out the backfield. Masoli quarterback draw. That's not going anywhere. He might get two yards. They'll mark it shy of the ten-yard line as that was uh, collapsed upon nicely by the men in white. Well, this is what your team has to do. When your offense is, is struggling, you need to rely on your defense and your special teams to get it done. And the Argo defense, again, is uh, showing why they're having such a great year, and they've got the tie. This would be a great place to keep the tie catch right now and, uh, and try to tilt this field a little bit on the next special teams play if they can. Second and seven from their own 10-yard line. Ball on the right hash mark. Check that left hash mark. Dropping back are the Argos into zone. Masoli's going to roll, roll, roll to the right. Flag down, roll, 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 and will finally get hit at the 15-yard line. Two yards shy of the first down from where that was thrown. That's going to be on the secondary. That's going to be illegal contact or holding against the Argos, I would assume, unless they got a pick or a rub. And we'll find out from Tom Valesi who the guilty party is. Illegal contact, Toronto number 12. 10-yard penalty, first down. Mitchell White, second game as an Argonaut, had two interceptions in the opener, signing on September the 10th here in Toronto after being released by the Eagles. 
White playing the corner, the field corner spot in coverage on Shamad Chambers. And as Masoli was looking to scramble, Shamad was uh, changed his pattern and started to go vertical. White got in the way a little bit and bumped him a little too much for the ref's liking, and he got called. So the ball at the 20-yard line. Masoli looking things over. Four receivers to the near side. They go ground game. Here's Gable off tackle near side. Out to the 25-yard line. And he is hit, and there's an injured Argo on the play. The man who hit him was Marcus Ball, I believe. Yeah, slow to and get up. Marcus is slow to get up. Might. Mm. Big hit by C.J. Gable. They're he calling. really dropped the boom on that. Yeah, and Marcus, I don't know if it's frustrated or not, but he's kind of bopping up and down. And he's going to roll over. I don't know if it was a shoulder or a leg because it, he stuck him with the shoulder. Sometimes he'll get those stingers, right? And then now they're working on the leg because it looked like he was shaking that out as well. So we have 627 remaining here. Hopefully that's all it is. 627. That was pretty significant content, though. 627 remaining here in the first half. That would be a huge loss for the Argos. Marcus Ball has been a beast in there for the double blue so far this year, and uh, he's in some pain down there right now, Hogue. He, I mean, C.J. Gable is running very, very well, running hard. And if I'm the Ticats, I'm riding that one. I'm riding that wave for a while this evening. And, um, he just, right before contact, he lowered his shoulders. Perfect timing. And the momentum that's generated with that behind his leg drive and the power that's in his thighs creates a, a quite the impact with the linebacker. And I think Marcus um, certainly felt this. There was actually two Argo defenders that ran on that play, and C.J. drove them both back. Uh, while we are, uh, while we have a minute here, uh, the CFL on TSN family lost uh, a member today. A longtime replay operator by the name of Bob Anderson passed away. Oh. Um, he has, I don't know how long he has been part of the CFL on TSN family, uh, but again, leaving us far too soon. So I know on the uh, on the uh, television side they were dedicating the broadcast to him uh, tonight. So our condolences to uh, friends and family of uh, Bob Anderson. Uh, who, uh, who has passed away. So our, our condolences once again. 10-7 our score. Ticats leading the Argos with six and a half minutes remaining here in the opening half. Marcus is up and walking off on his own steam. Just a little bit of a limp. So hopefully he will be back in. So now we will see Terrence Plummer check in. And he will play the will. Second down and four for the Ticats from their own 26-yard line. Back to Pasco's Masoli. And he's going to go long down the middle. He's looking for Speedy B. Juggles it and makes the catch. No, it's intercepted. It popped up. And the Argonauts have it. Or are they saying it hit the ground? I think it hit the ground, Hoke. Okay, if ball came up, I thought he had the football. It popped up and went right into the hands of Darby. Unreal play by Brandon Banks. Takes inside leverage on Darby. Darby, as this ball, great, well-thrown ball. Darby jumps up, tips it, but somehow Banks manages to follow it. And that's it, either a catch or... The, the, I think that's a catch by Banks. Are they going to challenge this? Well, they should. He pulls it down. As Banks follows it, he pulls the ball down. Here's the kick. Oh, we'll get back to that it. in a moment. It's a short kick. It's rolling around. There will be a no-yards flag here against the Ticats. It's picked up by Jackson, who is going to be forced to the sidelines and knocked out of bounds at the 51-yard line. So what did you see on that Banks thing? I thought he had his hands under it. It hit him on the body, and then Darby swatted it away. 
I think this is a catch. Well, it's tipped from Darby, and great. I mean, Banks follows it. So great concentration by Banks. As he's falling, he pulls it down, but then he goes down. It looks like the ball never hit the ground. The ball doesn't hit the ground, and it flips up, and Darby, uh, right there, it hits the ground okay. after Darby knocks it out. So, I mean, Banks had to have it for uh, he didn't complete have the play. control of yep. it, and he did not have control okay. of it. There's what happened. That's what happened. That uh, was very close to being one heck of a throw and catch. I didn't see it hit the ground. When he knocked it out, I thought it hit Banks and popped up, but it didn't. Fans are booing, and I'm not quite sure why. Ball at the 54-yard line of the Ticats. First down for the Argos, trailing by a tray. Five and a half minutes remaining here in quarter number two. They'll put it in play from the left hash mark. Three receivers out to the right. Ray's coming to the near side, and he's got... On the curl, Devere Posey, who we have not called since the first couple of series when he had two catches. That's his third on the night. Well, when your quarterback's getting hit, go with the quick game. Sure. And that's what the Argos did there. Posey on the quick out. Ricky hits him on timing. Get rid of that football. Don't give that Ticat D-line a chance because they have a couple of times and uh, they are uh, dominating the Argos front. When he's had right time, he's, been, he's seven of eight tonight so far for 65 yards. Second down, goes over the middle, and it is incomplete. There's a flag in the backfield. He was looking on a quick in route again to Posey. And I think that was on Armani, actually. It was Armani Edwards, sorry. They were side by each. And from where that was thrown, that's usually pass interference. Pass interference. Hamilton, number 26. Ten-yard penalty. Automatic. First down. That was thrown from deep in the secondary. Carell Brooks, the former Argonaut, called. And that's a guy they've picked on a little bit tonight. Yeah, tough to see it from our angle, but Edwards with the uh, with the in pattern. And you know what? Brooks bumps Yikes. him in the back just before the ball gets there. So good call. Not by much. Not by much. Little half millisecond early. Ball at the 39-yard line on the left hash mark. Bunch formation to the far side. Wilder had lined up at Z, and now he's going to come back in the backfield with Declan Cross. They'll split the backs, and Hamilton brings pressure. Ray has a man. He's running wheel route down the sideline, and Wilder makes a great catch at the 20. James Wilder Jr. down the sideline. It's going to be good for almost 20 yards and an Argo first down. And Declan Cross with the sacrifice block as our Simone Lawrence, right at the last minute, steps up into the gap and comes like a rocket and trucks oh. Declan Cross. Right in the, and, and that's how hard Simone Lawrence can bring it. He runs over Declan Cross, which that doesn't happen. But great, but Declan made his block. That Being run over makes the block. Ball on the left hash mark on the 20-yard line. Argos with the tight end on the right side. Here goes Wilder. Stiff arm, stiff arm, 15, 14. Gain of about six yards. What a beast. He runs hard. He runs angry. He's not an angry guy. He's always got the smile on his face, but JG, he runs mean. I love it. He had like three stiff arms on that play as he was bouncing off everybody. But uh, on the previous one, just again, Declan Cross stepped up, blocked Simone Lawrence, and that was all he needed. Even though he got knocked down, it was bought Ricky enough time that he could drop that ball over the top right into the hands of James Wilder on that wheel route. Great S catch. Second and four and a half. Once again on the left hash mark. Three receivers will come to the boundary. They've got two up top, including S.J. Green, who's been quiet tonight. Ray goes. End zone. Has a man. Touchdown. Armani Edwards finds the house, and the Argonauts have their first lead of the ball game. Armani with an outstanding pattern. 
Gets Damon Washington spun around. And Damon actually turns his hips inside. Armani is able to turn outside. That allows Edwards to get the separation he needs. And Ricky gets the time because that Ticat D line has been getting to him. So great job by the Argo line to tighten up when they need to. Ricky can throw the ball to Armani on the spot, close to that left sideline in the end zone. And it's a perfect throw and catch. I love the fact that the Argo lifers have taken over the end zone. There must be a dozen flags down there, all wearing double blue down on the patio, so to speak, down in the end zone. It is all double blue. Kind of looks like a giant pimple. Here's the Ira Lahu, <laughs> who has it, still perfect on extra points this year, and the Argos have taken a 14-10 to 10 lead with three and a half minutes remaining here in the first half. Boy, That's, do they need that one. I was going to say, I mean, there hasn't been a lot of positives for the Argo offense this half. There's a big one. That's huge. How big is the uh, uh, the couple of penalties that Hamilton has taken? Yeah, they, They're yeah. roughing the kicker. That was the previous series, but it sure. tilted the field a little bit. It did. And you know what? Great on the Argos taking advantage of that, right? Because there's an opportunity yep. to, with, with mistakes the Ticats are making. And when they when the team makes mistakes, you've got to capitalize on them. So that's huge. I mean, uh, you know they score any other time yeah it's great to get a touchdown but when you can score after the other team makes mistakes it's that much tougher on the other squad ricky ray eight of nine for 83 yards they don't have the last touchdown pass up there so he'll be that was a 15 yarder so he'll be just under 100 yards masoli 100 yards himself at five of ten they have the big 58 yarder to open the scoring to speedy b it'll be washington Dropping back, and DeMond Washington from Auburn comes up and takes it at the 13-yard line, goes to the middle of the field, to the 25, to the 30, to the 35, and will be brought down Nakas Onyeka out of Laurier. I'm sure he don't, won't want to talk about today's game against Western as the Hawks lose the Battle of the Unbeatens. And the Ticats will take over at their own 40-yard line. We'll have time for a play or two before the three-minute warning. That's where I want to see a little more uh, from that Argo D-line so far this evening. I want to see him get to Masoli a little bit. I got to him a couple times, but uh, let's continue to see this momentum shift in the Argo favor with a nice defensive stand here. Dylan Wynn has his fifth sack of the season so far tonight. That came on the second series of the ball game. They'll give the ball to C.J. Gable. Oh, play action again, and it is going to be caught out at the 46-yard line. Qdarius Ford was all over Andy Fantuz, and somehow Fantuz made the catch. Bit of a size mismatch there. Andy Fantuz would be seven inches taller than Qdarius Ford. <laughs> but Ford has unbelievable hops. Uh, he can get vertical. He can, but, I mean, uh, great play on Masoli. I thought that was dead. And that was Victor Butler in his face. Masoli still got it off. Three-minute warning has come. We'll take the timeout. The score, 14-10, double blue. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN1050.ca. So we have two minutes and 57 seconds until halftime. And JJ, Andy McNamara is not here. We get to run the show at halftime. Whoop, whoop. Kids in the candy store, baby. We can do whatever we want. And we yes, will uh, bring sir. that to you after this uh, last 2.57 on the game clock has played out. Usually these games sell out with the Argos. Not a great crowd tonight. I'm really surprised by that. This is a huge game all of a sudden. As with the loss by Ottawa last night, Hamilton can creep to within three games, or three points, rather, of Ottawa, and they'll have two games in hand, and those two games in hand are both against Montreal. 
There's four points. That should be four points. Montreal's terrible. We saw them last week. I hope you didn't see them last night. Well, they were in the game for the first few minutes. They weren't in the game when the coin was flipped. <laughs> Back to pass. Masoli under pressure. He's going to go long down the sideline, and it is somehow caught by Brandon Banks. I didn't know if that was going to be caught or intercepted. Darby was all over him, but somehow Speedy B made the catch at the 45-yard line. What a grab. You know what? Give it to Banks. Give it to him because, uh, as Hoagie noted, Darby had blanket coverage down the left side. Banks runs a, uh, a fade route, or kind of a little bit of a comeback, and, oh, man, does he come back. Catch. I don't know how he fights through this battle with Darby and pulls the ball in. Great catch. Couldn't have covered him any better than what Darby did. Even had his hand in front of him, and somehow Banks made the catch. Ball at the 43-yard line, first down. They're in the pistol. Here comes some pressure deep. Back to passes, Mazzoli. They set up the, spr- uh, the uh, screen. The running back got blown up in the backfield, but just before the ball was thrown, second down and 10 from the 43. I think Cleon Lang uh, just coming through physically and ended up knocking the uh, C.J. Gable down. It looked like he might have even grabbed him. Or yeah, hit him. He tackled him is what he did. Yeah. yeah and... A challenge flag? Yeah. Look at a challenge pass interference. Why would you use that now? You only get one. Second down and ten. You can st- now you can hit the back in the backfield. Yeah, right? it was right when he went to release. The the contact was before he released. He's well, open no, game he back started there. to release, and I think Cleon tackled him. Right? Oh, so, no, I mean, but you, you can't tackle. No, but it's holding. It's not pass interference because the ball's not out of Masoli's hands when the contact begins. You can't review holding. You can't. It should be holding. holding. You're right. It's, Absolutely. It's interference, though, because he went and tackled. Why, why is he tackling CJ? He's tackling him before the ball is out of his hands. It's holding. It's not pass interference. If you challenge for pass interference, I don't think that's pass interference. It's holding. It's defensive holding. We have pass interference. That's not pass. The ball wasn't out of his hand. He had 10-yard penalty. How was that Automatic pass first down. Well, the ball was thrown. No, not when the not when it started. When he first made contact in the backfield, the ball was not out of Masoli's hands, in my estimation. Yeah, I'd like to see it's it It's holding. It's hard, I, I'm it's not. There's a penalty yeah, sure. there, but you can't review for a hold. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just don't know if that ball, I mean, he, if it was released or not. If it, they were calling close. defensive holding on that play, I'm with you 100%. Yep. 100%. That's not pass interference. That's a good call by the Ticats. Good first challenge. First down and 10. And now Gable's going to go up the middle and get the first down. But if they're going to get the first down anyway, you've wasted the first. You've wasted yeah, but the it was second challenge. and 10, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think that's a good call. It was first and 10. They were that it would have been second. It was it was se- would have been second and ten. It would have been second and ten. Yes. I don't know. So that last play though, CJ again, get, yep. give him the ball, breaks a tackle, hurdles Matt Black, gets a first down for the Ticats. So now the Ticats do not have a challenge for the rest of the game. The Argos still have theirs. Four receivers out to the left. Ball in the middle of the field. Speedy Banks all alone. He was hurrying, trying to get them to snap it because nobody went out with him. They'll dump it to Gable who gets hit in the backfield. And he'll get cleaned up and actually knocked forward by an Argo defender. As Bear Woods came flying in and actually knocked C.J. Gable forward to the 17-yard line for a gain of one. Yeah, C.J. is on is feeling it right now because uh, there were there were four Argo defenders around there. They're going to have to fly that ball and continue to fly to it every time he gets that 
gets uh, he's a target because as he made this catch, you know the little hit stick button on your PlayStation uh, controller? Yeah. He hit that and jumped out of the way of Dylan Wynn, who just hit the turf. So, I mean, uh, yeah, good tackle was, by the defense. It was rally. actually Terrence Plummer who made the tackle in at will for Marcus Ball, and we've got flags. We've got flags. There was movement on the line of scrimmage. Looked like the Argos jumped, but were they drawn? I'm guessing no. Offside. Toronto number 47. Five-yard penalty. Repeat second down. Plummer with penalty. And that's going to move it down to the 12 or 13-yard line. We'll call it the 12. They need four on second down. That's a big penalty. Oh, way offside. Not even close. No, not close. You never know if he went or if he went because he saw somebody move. No doubt Argos were offside on that one. Second down and four from the 12 on the right hash mark. Ticats moving left to right. They've got Gable in the backfield, back to drop, uh, dropping back to passes. Masoli throws to a spot and misses receiver. Out patterned by Tasker, led him by about uh, five yards too much. And out comes the field goal unit, one would assume. Yep, here they come with Sergio Castillo as the Ticats will try to cut this lead to one point. I missed if Masoli had some pressure. I don't think there was pressure in his face. He just overthrew that ball. I mean, he's been hitting that out pattern, that out route uh, that Tasker's been running on all evening. So Masoli, uh, that, that's on him there. It will be just inside the 20-yard line on the right hash mark. Castillo has one from 35. And now he's got one from 19. A one-point lead for the Argos at 14-13. A minute 40. The Argos have some time now to at least match that field goal. There could have been a big momentum shift on that last drive for the Ticats with the challenge and C.J. Gable making a couple plays. So that's a big defensive stand by the Argos and another mistake by the Ticats. Missed opportunity on the throw with the overthrow there on Luke Tasker. And the Argos have a chance to respond on this uh, potentially final drive here at the end of this half. I think the Argos are going to yell. They are going to send Martise Jackson back and take the kick. Yeah, let's do it. Bring your special teams unit, dude. They're, they're playing well right now. Actually, they don't have the option, right, in the last three minutes? That's right. I think, yeah, they have to have the Now kick. they have to take the kick That's off. That's right. That rule's been adopted at the CIS level. Sorry, the U Sports level as well. And it actually cost Queens twice in the first two games. They got burned by short kickoffs. And having to kick off. No way. Yeah, twice. Ooh. Yeah. Gales finally got their first win today, blowing out Windsor. And 53-49 the final score today. Guelph lasted Waterloo. That's unbelievable. Here goes Martise Jackson. To the 10 to the 15 to the 20. Near numbers, he cuts out to the middle. He wants to bubble back. He wants to get the corner. He's got the 25. He's got the 30. He's got one man to beat. He spins off him. He comes back into the middle of the field and drops the football. It bounces into his hand, and he'll take it to the 37-yard line. Oh, that was interesting. Woo! Well, Little dude's got some giddy-up, doesn't oh he? Oh, my goodness gracious. The return was a boundary return to the left, and Martise saw, saw it close up, figured, you know what, I'm going to make something out of this. Tried to break to the field. Great job by Ticats, uh, Nicholas Shortle, because he was able to uh, slow Martise down, forcing him to turn around. Actually got a piece of his hand when Martise dropped the ball. The ball bounced right back into Jackson's hands, and he was able to secure it again as he was tackled. Got lucky there. Have an injured Ticat on the play. I can't see who that is. The guy on the bottom of the pile was Mitch Barnett out of UBC. And they may be working on him. I don't see Mitch on the sideline. 
The Argos will take over to their own 37-yard line. First down and 10. Argos with a touchdown. Ricky Ray to Armadi Edwards to give them their first lead. It was 7-0 Ticats. Masoli 58 yards to Brandon Banks. That was answered in the first quarter by a punt return of 92 yards by Martise Jackson. Castillo with a field goal. Ray to Edwards and another Castillo field goal. A second to go, and that's where we are right now at 14-13. Huge game for the Argos. And the injured Ticat, it was indeed Mitch Barnett. And Mitch is going to come over to the sidelines. UBC playing very well out west as well. If I can get a plug in for Crown Countdown U Radio, you can hear that on TSN 1050. And here in Hamilton on CHCH television, you can watch our TV show, 1130. Set the PVR. Get you up to speed on everything you need to know across the country and Canadians playing in the NCAA. First down at the 37-yard line. Ray goes down the far numbers, has a man. It is caught by Jimmy Ralph. And the Albertan will take it close to the 45-yard line. We'll give him seven and a half on that play. Ticats in the zone, and Ralph sitting down right between it to the right of Ricky Ray. Ricky hits him with a nice throw in between the two backers, and Ralph dives forward for eight. Ricky now 10 of 11 as he drops back under pressure again, rolls out and just throws it in the general vicinity of S.J. Green, who has been invisible. I don't even think, if, if you want to call that a target, he hasn't been targeted yet tonight. No, I wasn't a target at all. He threw that, Ricky threw that ball away as he was feeling pressure from the left side. Again, looked like Tyler Holmes was beat. And uh, Ricky, you know what? Been hammered really hard about three times this evening. Didn't want it to happen again. Ticats didn't leave their normal defense out there. This is a good spot to run a fake on third down and three from their own 44. Unless they just want to get the half done. They will snap it to Hyra Lahu, who gets it away, and he could have run forever up the middle. Take it at the 25-yard line. And it is returned by Altman out to the 33-yard line. JJ, they may want to watch that and take a note of that for the second half. Everybody in the middle peeled off immediately, and there was nothing but nothing up the middle. Interesting, because the Ticats actually had quite a few defensive players in there on that, including a def def defensive tackle. Adrian Tracy was still on the field. So it wasn't a full substitution. They no. didn't bring out, they brought out more than a handful, though. No, I think they left their inside guys okay. and probably just told them to secure it, but it looks like uh, they didn't even really secure it much. They just kind of bailed and tried to go block downfield. First down at the 33-yard line. One-point lead for the Argos, a minute remaining here in the half. Back to pass. Masoli goes over the middle. It is tip, almost picked. Plummer got the mitts on it. It fluttered for a minute. Darby, who was very deep in coverage, tried to jump up, but it hit well in front of him, second and ten. Plummer's a big guy. He's a uh, yeah. big LB in there for the Argos, and his wingspan looks like it's about seven feet. 6'1", 240. He's, and he's got long arms. He looks bigger than 240, doesn't he? Oh, he looks much bigger. Like than He looks like a lineman, not a Will linebacker. Agreed. So they'll take him out and go smaller and lighter. Here on second and ten from the 33-yard line. Ball on the left hash mark. Back to pass. Masoli has some time. Steps up in the pocket. He's going to take off now. No, he's going to throw at the last second. Has the man at the 50-yard line and is caught. Saunders has the catch at the 50. And it's going to be a first down Ticats with 47 seconds left. Saunders uh, 
playing downfield, sitting along the sideline, sees the scramble from Masoli, and all of a sudden bursts forward to get away from Qdarius Ford. Masoli hits him with a rocket as he's looking to, I mean, it looked like Masoli was going to take off, and last second he pulled up and threw a really nice ball. Second catch of the night. Masoli now is going to take off in the quarterback draw. That was designed, and he's going to get hit hard in midfield as Davis got outside, Troy Davis, with the hit as Masoli got to the Argo 53 with 30 seconds left. It would be a 60-yard field goal right now. Risky call by the Ticats, but uh, Masoli is a tough runner. Big hit. A little bit of a breeze in the face of the Ticats. Not much, especially by this park standards. Back to pass Masoli. Has some time. Goes over the middle. Man wide open, and it is caught again by Saunders down to the 24-yard line. Wide open in the middle of the field as he found a hole in the zone, and it's a first down Ticats with 12 seconds left. Wow, Saunders running right down the left hash. Kind of bellies inside, gets inside of Qdarius Ford, and right between Ford and Matt Black. Wide open, nobody within 10 yards. Masoli finds him, and uh, Saunders does a good job of making the catch, and thank goodness the ball was a little high because it gave yeah. Black and um, Ford enough time to close and make the tackle. And I mentioned the 60-yarder because Castillo has four field goals this year from 50-plus, including a 57. So they were kind of flirting with his range, but don't have to worry about that now as they've got a first down at the Argo 24. Three receivers to the right, two to the left. Gable's in the backfield to the left of Masoli. Argo show pressure. They bring six. Masoli goes looking end zone, and it is caught on the sideline at the two. Brandon Banks, another great catch. He's putting on a clinic tonight. That's his third highlight reel grab of the night. Wow. Saunders and Banks to the left of Masoli. Saunders drops off on a short pattern. Banks runs a corner, and Masoli puts this right on the money at the sideline, and what a catch by Brandon Banks as he drops that foot down to stay in. And with six seconds left, the Ticats are going to go for it from the three-yard line. Let's just say they've had questions this year about their clock management. This is a gutsy move. They're not going to have time for two plays, I don't think. I think they will. If it's a quick play? Yeah, we'll see. It's not going to start. They split they the backs. Masoli drops back. And he's going to get rid of it quickly. He's got a man touchdown. Wide open was Tasker on a crossing route with two seconds left. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's that close to the end zone on a quick out, a quick uh, crossing route that I think they'd have enough time, and, and they estimated well. It doesn't matter. They got it. They nailed it. Beautifully executed play. What a drive by the Ticats to close out the half. They're, they're, uh, they are markedly improved. The reason I worry about that from an offensive standpoint, things go wrong. Sure. Right? I, mean, I I probably would have been a little more conservative and taken the three and taken the lead and got out of dodge, or at least cut it to one point. With the situation that they're in and, and looking to try and make some yeah, you know, push, true. they got to go for it, right? So they're going to try the one-point conversion as Castillo comes out. And there's some sort of confusion. I don't know why this is taking so long. Are the Ticats now thinking about two and moving the ball back? They've got a mark like they're going for two for one point. Ticat getting his shoelace fixed. What's going on? Oh. They're going to go for two. Oh. They're moving the ball back. They had taken it back to the 25-yard line, and now they're moving it back to the three. So the Ticats, once again, are going to go for two, which would make it a 21-14 lead. 
again, here's me being a little more conservative. I think coaches go for this way too early too often in the CFL. How many times have we seen points left on the board because they miss it, and then they have to play catch-up to get the point that they leave yeah. on the board in the you know first what? half? When they're down here on the three, yep. I like the odds. Let's see what they do. Gable to the left of Masoli. He's going to drop back. He's going to throw. Same route, wide open again. Tasker, same route, same spot on the field, and he gets the two-point conversion, and it's 21-14 Hamilton. Argo defense needs to go right to the sideline, pull out the iPad, and sort that out because there's three receivers to the right of Masoli. Two of them are going high. All three Argo defenders are going high with them. Tasker is cutting out on the out pattern. A slight delay. He's a little bit late, a little behind, and uh, he's wide open. So I'm, I'm just looking at it. You've got uh, Q Darius Ford out there, White, and Rico Murray. Oh, nobody, yeah. Murray Rico hesitates. Murray it's, it's, a, it's a pick it's pattern. A pick you know play. what? It's a good... Uh, it's a rub. He didn't get caught. Well executed by the Ticats. Forces Murray to run around uh, the receiver. And Murray's trying to cover Tasker and uh, evade uh, a receiver at the same time, and he can't do it. Again, if you don't get caught, it's a rub. If you get caught, it's a pick. Yeah. It's the same play. It's just whether or not they throw a flag. They could have thrown a flag. Opted you, not to. You know what? Uh, the good receivers will actually do it, and they'll drive the... Uh, the, the, play, the, the player covering them, so the actual Argo defender covering him will, will be the one that interferes with the, his teammate. And that's what happened there. A squib kick is taken at the 42-yard line. And Need immediately let somehow two seconds came off the clock. So we'll go to the half. It's 21-14. Ticats take the lead late in this half. We'll come back with the halftime proceedings. You're listening to Argos Football on TSN1050.ca.